Hello and uh, welcome uh, to this uh, new episode of uh, Solo Voices. We are uh, here with uh, Desara D. And uh, first of all, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> Desara Dai is an artist um, that uh, is coming uh, from uh, the, um, the, the app uh, called uh, Muso Soup, where uh, we have uh, discovered her. Uh, she's from uh, Toronto, Canada, and um, uh, we present uh, her a new single, uh, Fuse, featuring the Thread Beats, and um, it's a pleasure to have you with us. Let's dive into your musical journey and uh, this um, new release, uh, uh, Fuse, but uh, to start, can you tell us what um, initially drew uh, you to music and uh, all your passion for it uh, began? Okay, so my musical journey began at a really young age. I was six years old when I started playing the piano and I took formal lessons. I was classically trained for 13 years and I was really involved in music in high school. And I wrote my first song at 15, which I later on, after I decided to become an artist in 2014, I put that same song that I wrote when I was 15 on my first project called 20. And I've been releasing music since then, um, there was a brief period in between my career in 2018 where I actually almost quit music because it was a struggle to get my music heard um, um, as an instrumental fusion artist like that hasn't been heard of in Canada ever. So you can imagine the difficulties trying to get your music heard on radio and just being able to promote it. Um, uh, being able to perform at different events and also just the lack of support in general. So I went through a period where I didn't know what else I had to offer to music and I just wasn't getting the support that I wanted. But then I realized that I wasn't using all the gifts and talents musically that I had. And in addition to the piano, I also play 15 instruments and I wasn't using that. And wow. I was actually, yeah, I was actually asking other people to assist me with my music when in reality, I didn't need to do that because I could play all these instruments. So when I made that discovery, um, I decided to go back into the program that I was using at the time, which was GarageBand. And I made a discovery in GarageBand that I never saw. And for producers out there in GarageBand, there's a loop button. I didn't see that loop button until after making this discovery. And it was crazy because I saw all these different like sounds and loops and stuff. And I'm like, oh my God, how did I not see this before? And it was just crazy how I made this uh, discovery of Desiree, you're not using all the gifts you have and then making this discovery in GarageBand. So then I really started taking producing seriously. And I went from asking other people for help to producing all of my music moving forward. So all of my releases in 2019, 2020, 2021, 2022, and this year were all produced by me. So I did all the sound, uh, the beats, bass, uh, synth lines, string lines. I did all that because I woke up to these gifts and talents that I had been hiding for so long. And it has brought me a lot of success in music and it's it's rewarding to know that I stuck to who I was as a person as an artist as a musician and I didn't follow what was normal I wanted to take my own path and create my own niche in my own lane in the Canadian music industry 
And um, can I ask you what is the instrument do you primarily play? I mean, if uh, I ask to you to take one instrument to take in a desert island, which one uh, would be? Well, it would have to be the piano because that's where I started. That's where I got my foundation. Uh, and all the other instruments that I know how to play just came because of my previous knowledge of music. Um, growing up in school, I played the trumpet, didn't really like it. Uh, and then I decided to pick up the saxophone. So that ended up being my secondary instrument that I played from, I think, the age of 12 up until now. And then because I knew how to play those two instruments, I was able to play the other brass instruments and the other woodwind instruments. And I played a little bit of violin, so I was able to pick up other things. But piano, number one, hands down, is my favorite because that's where I started and that's where I got my foundation. And how did the piano contribute to your uh, unique uh, playing style? Yeah, so being classically trained, Um, and then I actually am a self-taught jazz piano player. I never took a single lesson in jazz. Um, I literally just listened to different artists like Robert Glasper, um, Oscar Peterson, which is a Canadian jazz legend. Um, and then obviously I had to include my classical roots in there. So Chopin was a very huge influence in me growing up and taking classical lessons. And then Alicia Keys, who has always been a huge influence in me because she showed me that as a black woman you could be successful um, in the industry i mean obviously she plays and she sings however for me i just play so all of my music is instrumental and that's how i tell my story and the sarah how important is faith and spirituality in your music and on the entire creative process Oh my goodness, it's so important. I keep telling people all the time that without God, I would have never been where I am in life right now. Um, he's really, he's the one who gave me the gifts and the talents to be able to do what I do in the first place. But this journey that I've been on has required a lot of faith in God because if I didn't have faith in him, I would have never been able to be as successful as I am in my career. And I credit him all the time because it's, it's faith that has gotten me as far as I have in the last nine years. And um, you've been uh, described as um, Toronto's uh, Queen of uh, Vibes. What does uh, that title uh, mean to you? <laughs> It's funny. Um, somebody gave me that title. Like I never really gave it to myself. Um, I had an article that was written about me a couple of years ago. And I think it's, my my presence when I perform live like I'm just a whole vibe by myself like I, I perform solo I've been performing solo since I want to say 2028 2019 I want to say um, up until that point I was playing with a band but I've always realized that I can handle a performance by myself I have my backing tracks and I'm just an overall like passionate person I put a lot of passion into my performances and I'm just a vibe I know how to create vibes on my own, which is why I'm pretty sure I got that title of Toronto's Queen of Vibes, yeah. Could you share any memorable experience or anecdotes from uh, your uh, musical journey so far? Oh man, there's so many, <laughs> but if I were to choose one, it would be the fact that I was able to collaborate with a U.S. artist. 
And uh, that experience was amazing because this same U.S. artist was an artist that I had been listening to religiously since I was a teenager. And I had the chance to meet him when he came to Toronto in 2017 for an event. And we got to talk and connect. And it just so happens that we were actually going to London, England at the same time because he was, I think he was on tour or performing out there. And unfortunately, we didn't get to connect while we were there, but we kept that relationship um, growing. And we did a couple of collaborations on Facebook Live uh, in like okay. 2018, 2019. And then I finally decided to ask him to collaborate with me on a song that I did. Uh, it's a song called Refocus. So if you look it up on my um, on streaming platforms, you'll see it there. So I reached out to him and I said, I have this song. Would you like to collaborate with me? And he said, absolutely, no problem. So we were able to collaborate on that song. And that was the song that actually really pushed my, my music and my music career because I had released a song prior to that that got me my first 10,000 streams on Spotify. And then when I released this song, this song reached 20,000. So, and it also got played uh, on a U, uh, I think it's a popular UK radio station as well too. Don't remember the name right now, but it was like a popular gospel um, music station out in the UK, which was really nice. So that song brought in a lot of, you know, listeners and just the fact of being able to collaborate with him and collaborate with an international artist was big for me. So that's probably one of my um, highlights. And in addition to that song, I also was able to musical direct a song, uh, one of his shows that he came in Toronto, he was on tour and he asked me to be the music director for that show. So, wow. yeah. And um, can you talk about um, the importance of uh, breaking barriers for uh, Black women musicians in Canada? Oh, 100%. Um, growing up in the 90s, I never saw any representation of Black women musicians ever. Like, obviously you have, like, Black women who sang and stuff like that, but there were never any, like, women musicians that I could look up to that were in Canada. So... I grew up in church and every church that I went to, it was male dominated. All the males took over the music and the females were up on stage singing. And I didn't like that because in my church, we had, you know, female musicians who were playing and stuff. And every church that I went to, I said, where are all the women musicians? There's no musicians that play that are women. So you can imagine you know, being a, a black woman trying to play in church and then you have guys who, you know, watch you and they're like, what is she doing? Uh, you know, something they've never seen before, right? But that was something that I strive to break, especially coming from the gospel music community and really showing people that, yes, women are capable of holding down the music. It's not just a male-dominated industry. And then also bringing that into the Canadian music industry where also is also male dominated, but I was determined to show people that, you know, women are not just capable of singing. Like we have so much more to offer and I'm trying to break this box that they keep putting black women in. So it happens to me sometimes too. So I would go to shows and people would come up to me and they're like, oh, so do you sing as well? So for me, like I kind of take that as an insult because it's like, is that how you see all black women? 
right? You only think that we're capable of singing. No, we're capable of produ- being producers, engineers, musicians, um, so many things that we have to offer, but there's this box that people just keep putting us in. So I feel like my goal is to break this box and break these barriers and allow and allow people to see that, you know, Black women are capable of much more than what they think we are capable of. I totally agree with you also because um, at the end we are, uh, I, I think we are people, you know, so this is... Uh, the spirit of uh, our network uh, to give a voice to uh, everything add uh, a gift and something uh, to say and and then I'm super happy to have you in the show we had you in pasta I, I remember and uh, I'm super happy of that uh, Desarai what's your favorite part of the music creation process from writing to recording and performing do you have any unique rituals I don't really have a ritual. I don't even have a plan. So I get asked this all the time, but a lot of my music is spontaneous. So it just happens, right? So every time I go into my studio, I don't have a plan. I kind of just create music based on my mood or even based on a prior experience that I went through in life. And it just comes out. Like I create the melodies on keys and then I'll record it and then I'll record around that melody so if i have like a set of chords and then a melody i'll record like the bass and then the drums and then all the other auxiliary sounds that i need to but i like the fact that my process is not regimented it's not the same every single time it's you get a different experience and i love that part of the creation creation process what are your um, aspirations and goals for the uh, society in the coming years So I am working to ensure that Desiree D is a global phenomenon. <laughs> so I'm working to be recognized globally. So not just nationally in Canada, but I want everywhere around the world to know who Desiree D is. And I just want to be able to inspire as many Black women as I can across the globe And being able to travel and go to different countries and provide workshops and masterclasses for Black women who um, want to be musicians and they don't have the means or the resources and me being as a support system for them. So that's my ultimate goal in life. But also I am working towards winning Grammys and Junos and just being recognized on that, you know, higher global scale. And um, can you tell us about any exciting collaboration or dream uh, collaboration you'd like to pursue in future? Oh, you had to ask me that question. I have so many of them. But my biggest collaboration that I would love to happen is Robert Glasper. I would love to like sit in a studio session with him. And even if it's just one song, I just want to create something with him. But he's somebody that I want to work to work with. And then also Alicia Keys, because she's been an inspiration to me since I started playing the piano. So either one of those two, I would love to have a collaboration with. How are you with a strong and loyal digital community? And uh, what strategies have worked for you? Uh, because we see you um, said uh, you tell you as a micro influencer and uh, I, I would like to know more about uh, about it is 
Okay, so I have been a content creator since 2013. So um, one of the things that I struggled actually with uh, was putting myself out there and recording myself. I hate recording myself. I don't like it. But I understood that that was the only way I could put myself out there so that people could see what I do. So I would start recording covers of different songs. And then that turned into people reaching out to me and giving me song requests. And then that turned into my first music series called Cover Tuesdays, which I started in 2017. And I committed to recording one cover every single Tuesday. And I did it for five years straight. And um, that's how I was able to build a lot of different relationships. I met some key players in my my journey. I met a lot of different musicians, a lot of different artists. And then from there, Cover Tuesdays grew to Cover Tuesdays collab. So I would collaborate with different people across the world. And again, I would post it once a week, every Tuesday. And then I tried a lot of different things. I even had a producing series. I had a series that I did during the pandemic called Daily Vibes. So that was me like showing my different production ideas that I came up with throughout the pandemic. And actually that series allowed me to write 150 songs during the pandemic. And most of the songs that you hear from 2020 up until today were because of Daily Vibes. All those songs I had written during the pandemic were all these songs that I've been releasing was because of Daily Vibes during the pandemic. And... I really grew my Instagram following because of it. And then in 2021, I think summertime, someone decided to hack my account. That was very sad. Um, But at the time, I had another friend who was encouraging me to go on TikTok. And TikTok started during the pandemic. And I know everybody was on the trends and doing all these different dance moves and stuff. And I'm not really like that. And I don't like to copy other people. I like to, I am a trend center. I'm my own trend. So... What I started doing was when I had to rebuild my Instagram following again, I started repurposing my content. So I would post whatever I was posting on Instagram, I would post it on TikTok. And I think at the time I had maybe 100 followers on TikTok and I was only getting like maybe 300, 400, 500 views. And I remember in January of last year, 2022, I had a video that I posted on Instagram And I decided to post it on TikTok and I kind of just left the app because I wasn't really using TikTok. I would post and then leave the app. And one day in March, I came back to the app to that same video that I posted. And that video went from 300 to 1,000 views and then 2,000 views and then 10,000 views. And now this same video has almost 130,000 views to date. And I wasn't using the hashtags that they were using on TikTok. I created my own hashtags. So I guess because I created my own hashtags, it somehow caught fire and all of the views started going up, 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 up. And I said, okay, let me see if I can pull these views again. Let me see if this is going to happen. So I started posting other videos uh, and then I saw the views. They were getting like, I would get like five, six, seven, eight thousand. I was like, okay, cool. Now, because I'm a teacher by trade, I decided to start providing educational music content on TikTok. And I would start doing different series. So I did a series on suspensions. So I would talk about how to use suspensions, what they were. And then I got requests 
to do shout music. So if you're a church musician and you know you've been in the church scene, um, shout music is a big, was an important part of gospel music. And I would always get requests to do a series on it. Now I'm not a fan of it, but I said, you know what? Let me do it. So I did a five part series on shout music, and I believe it was the second part that I did that I posted, and it was a popular shout music progression. And I got 20,000 views in less than 24 hours on that video. And I was like, okay, let me keep doing these. And people were enjoying it. So fast forward to December of last year, I hit 1 million views. In less than nine months, I got 1 million views. And I think I was at 15,000 followers at that point in time. To now future to today, I have almost 30,000 followers and almost 2 million views in less than two years. And it's because I started with a video, wasn't really posting the popular hashtags because if you post popular hashtags, your your content will get drowned out by all the other things. So I think it's important for you to use the right hashtags, but also use hashtags that are not super popular because you want your stuff to be seen by people. So that's one thing. And then also because I was consistently posting as well too and then using my analytics so i would go through and see okay what time of the day was i getting the most views what days of the week was i getting the most views i also did my research outside and figured out okay what's the global best posting times and best posting dates and i would use that to my advantage as well so that's how i've really been able to you know get the digital following that i have been able to get Then, uh, wow, this is um wonderful numbers. Uh, I mean, uh, but uh, I, I think the there are three keys on this the, the constancy that you put, and obviously the, the effort, the originality, and the talent because that is the, the most important thing. I mean, I, I think, but uh, use it all three in a, um, in a great way, I think. And uh, you're doing a wonderful work thanks to your effort. And I'm super happy to um, be landed on the Desiree world. And um, now we will play your uh, new single. Fuse, I listened to your song, I selected for uh, this uh, this show. I'm uh, super, super happy to have uh, this um, talk with you. You can tell us something about the writing process of this song, of you made this, uh, this specifically song, since uh, you, you said uh, every song you made a different creative process. So I'm super curious uh, to that. And what did you want to express with that song? Maybe you can introduce it. Okay, so this is my new single called Fuse. It's uh, if you're somebody who likes 80s music, so if you're like a Michael Jackson fan, if you like house music, electronic, jazz, it's all a whole fuse of all those different uh, genres. This song I was one of the first songs that I wrote after I started taking producing seriously. So this was before I quit music. I wrote this song, so I wrote it five years ago. And then I decided to collaborate with a uh, producer in the U.S. named Trill Beats uh, to kind of elevate it a little bit. So here's Fuse. 
Thank you for your time uh, with us. Uh, you guys can uh, find uh, Desaraide on uh, uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, uh, and YouTube, and obviously on Instagram and uh, TikTok. And uh, now we will listen a Fuse, and uh, I give a super thanks to you, Desaraide. Yes, thanks so much for having me. <laughs> bye. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, see ya.